In the early days of my sleep coaching, I would help families one-on-one in very intensive ways. Like you could text me all day long, you could send me voice messages, like all kinds of things. And practically every single client would ask me what to do if their baby started to fall asleep in the car or their toddler started to fall asleep in the car. Like, what do I do, Becca? Like, I'm on my way home for nap. Like, what should I do? So in this episode, I want to walk you through what to do if your baby is falling asleep in the car. So consider this almost like an SOS um, episode, like SOS, oh my gosh, it's happening right now because so many of y'all are probably listening to this while you're driving or maybe walking and your baby's falling asleep in the stroller. Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor. It is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now, and we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well-rested families. You will hear troubleshooting, problem solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com slash shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. So first, why is this an issue? there's this thing called drowsiness, right? When your baby's drowsy and when they are drowsy, they are entering their very first stage of sleep. So in our sleep cycles, drowsiness is the very first stage of a sleep cycle. Okay. So that means that drowsiness is sleep. You guys probably know how I feel about drowsy, but awake. I have a whole blog all about that. You can check that in the link. But the thing is drowsiness is sleep. And drowsiness, if the baby gets drowsy, it can actually re-energize them for like up to an hour. And so if you are headed home, let's say you were at the grocery store now, you're headed home and your baby becomes drowsy on the way home and you're like, no, I'm literally going home to put you down for a nap. You've been in this situation, haven't you? You get your baby out of the um, car seat. They're kind of drowsy. They maybe had to wake them up and you go put them into their crib and they reject the nap. And you're like, no, 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 no. You were only drowsy for like 30 seconds. Go to sleep, go to sleep. And the thing is, even a little minute of drowsiness can cause your baby to feel like, nope, I already took a nap. I'm done. I don't need to sleep anymore. And you're like, no, you did not. (laughs) That's not a thing. However, let's try to talk through like, what could we do about this? So I'm going to present really like three different solutions for you. Um, You're going to immediately figure out like what is the right one for your child, because if your child is um, someone who easily falls asleep in the car, you're going to have to figure out these practices. But um, strategy number one, if you are within like 15 minutes of your house and you know that it's time for a nap, but your baby is starting to doze off or your toddler is starting to doze off, I want you to do literally anything (laughs) to keep them awake, whether that's rolling the windows down, playing music, handing them snacks, handing them toys, like safely, okay, safely do these things. Um, Use a sibling. If you have a sibling that's sitting beside them to like keep them energized, keep them going, all of those things, keep the baby awake. That's like your goal. Drive safely and see if we can keep baby awake. That would be amazing because then you can get home and proceed as usual through, okay, it's time to go down for a nap right now. So that's option number one. If you can keep baby awake, do that. Option two, if you cannot 
keep your baby or your young toddler awake in the car and you are driving home, you're more than 15 minutes away. So it's likely they're going to fall asleep. You're on busy roads. Like you can't keep them awake. Your best option is to get home and bump nap. There's another option, which I'll get to in a second, but if you cannot keep your baby awake because you're driving by yourself and it's just you and the baby or you and your toddler, then let them doze off. Let them fall asleep for, if it's for a few minutes. Now, if it's, again, if it's, this is like a long 30 minutes and that's probably just their nap. But if it's only a few minutes, then I want you to get home, get them out of the car seat, but you're going to be fighting an uphill battle if you try to put them down right away. They're just going to scream the house down because again, they feel like they already had a nap and they did. Maybe they slept for 10 minutes. Now that's not enough, but it's something. So what I want you to do is get home and instead of fighting them, just, okay, put them down in their play space, let them do their thing. If it's time for a feed, feed them, keep them awake. And you're going to need to watch them for sleepy cues. Oh my gosh, Becca Campbell's talking about sleepy cues. What? I never talk about this. And it's because I don't follow sleepy cues because if your baby has been awake or your toddler has been awake, then sometimes sleepy cues are false, especially when you're transitioning to naps and the baby is tired and they're showing you that they're tired an hour after being awake, but it's not time for a nap just yet. So this is like one of the exceptions. I will look at sleepy cues if they have fallen asleep in the car for a few minutes and you get them home and you're like, okay, I'm just going to watch for them to show me that they're ready for a nap. So this could happen maybe 20, 30 minutes after you get home. This could happen an hour after you get home. For all of my type A schedulers out there, yes, that means your schedule is off for the day. And that's okay because tomorrow is a fresh start, okay? But today, what you can do is just push them, push their nap a little bit and watch for their sleepy cues. The moment you see them start to rub their eyes or rub their face or yawn, or even like a young toddler may try to lay down and get cozy. As soon as you start to see that, whisk them away to their nap time routine, take them to their room and put them down for the nap. Their nap may not be as long as it would have normally, but it's okay. At least they're going down for some sleep and then we can proceed with the rest of the day, whether that's using awake windows or your schedule, wherever you are. However, it's just gonna be an off day. The only cutoff for me would be if you're looking at the afternoon, like if this is an afternoon nap, it's maybe their last nap of the day, you need to honor that bedtime. We don't want to get to the point where your baby is now, if they're on two naps, they're now sleeping and it's like 4.35, but bedtime is seven. If that's happening, you are going to have to cut that nap off early so they can still have their like three to three and a half hours of wake time. So there's a, a lot of different like little problem puzzles piece things in here. But with this option, you're going to wait for their sleepy cues and then you're going to put them down for the nap. And if they sleep an hour, great. If they only sleep 30 minutes, that's fine. But we're going to watch their cues to see and determine when they should go down for their nap. And then you should wake them up to preserve that last bit of awake time before bed. Now, if for some reason we have to bump bedtime 30 minutes later, that's not the end of the world. Within 30 minute range is fine. But if you're ending up bumping bedtime like an hour, hour and a half later, that's 
definitely going to screw up some scheduling, but 30 minutes isn't a big deal. So that's our second option. Hey, if you do not have a child who is sleeping through the night and you are ready to make sleep a thing, did you know that you can be matched to the Little Z Sleep program that is right for you? All you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash quiz, or just click the handy link below in the podcast show notes. And we want to match you to the sleep training program that is right for your family. Once you take this quiz, you'll find a video where I explain what this course is all about, and then you can jump in. This is available for you right now. Go ahead and get matched to the program so we can help you make sleep a thing as soon as possible. So just to recap, our first option is to keep them awake as best you can. The second option is to let them doze, but then watch their cues when you get home to determine when is nap. Our third option is just let them nap in the car. So don't stress about it. Don't no big thing. Like just let them nap in the car. Maybe you go get some Starbucks and you drive around, or maybe you just keep driving and you listen to a podcast, listen to some music, listen to an audiobook you know, call somebody, whatever. Maybe this is just your quiet time in the car. I know for me, like I had to keep moving. The moment I stopped the car, even at like stoplights, the girls would wake up. So, you know, if you need to keep moving to like keep the baby sleeping, that's fine. But if your baby is someone who like can just be seated in the car seat with the AC on while you're there, like that's fine. Don't ever leave your baby alone. Don't ever leave the baby in the car. And we don't want this nap to be a really long nap because they are in the car seat. That's not the exactly where we want them to be sleeping. So if they can sleep, if it's like 30, 45 minutes, great. Now we're done. Get them out of the car and move on with your day. Then obviously if it's a morning, they can have their nap later in that day. Uh, If they have several naps or if you're honoring the awake windows. So Option one, try to keep your baby awake as best as possible. Option two is to allow them to doze, but then watch their sleepy cues to figure out when they're going to go down for that nap for real in the crib. Option three is to let them sleep in the car. Maybe let them nap for like 30, 45 minutes, keep them safe, keep the air conditioning on, um, or that, you know, keep the temperature controlled, make sure that you are there supervising them. But we don't want that nap to be too long because really naps in a car seat and naps in the car, they're not as restorative and they're not the best quality sleep as it would be in your bed. Think about it. Do you nap really well on airplanes or in cars? No, we nap so much better in our controlled sleeping environment. So if we can get another nap in later in the day, if your baby has multiple naps and your toddler has multiple naps, great. The other option for this, and this is a little bonus step on this third option, If your child does end up sleeping in the car for that nap, and that's maybe their only nap of the day, you're probably going to move bedtime early. Early bedtime is like my Windex, (laughs) you know, my big fat Greek wedding is like Windex solves everything to me. uh, Early bedtime literally solves it all. So if you have to employ an early bedtime that night because the naps were off, they slept in the car, it wasn't very long that's your absolute like gold star moment to be like, all right, we're going to put you in down for bed early. Maybe it's an hour early, an hour and a half early because you did not get your two and a half hour nap like you normally do. That's fine. They still need those sleep totals. It's just being added to the end of the day. So really overall, like it's not a big deal. If your child falls asleep in the car, I know it can be stressful, especially if you're working from home or you had something scheduled and you're like, no, you're supposed to nap in your crib. Hopefully these three options have laid out a path for you to take and to understand how to approach this SOS topic next time. But I want to encourage you that you have not failed if your baby is falling asleep in the car. It's okay. There's these three options you can choose from to help them get back on track and keep sleep a thing. Remember, if naps are not a thing, 
and nights aren't either and sleep is just haphazardly everywhere and you're just kind of banking on your child sleeping in the car for just a little bit to see if they could get some type of sleep. I get it. But also we could be just having such better results. So here is what I would love for you to do. We want to match you with the sleep training program that is best for your family. Click the link below or head to littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash quiz to be matched to the sleep training program that will literally guide you through a step-by-step process to sleep train your baby, toddler, or preschooler so we can get great night sleep and smooth naps that we can all depend on. Thank you so much for being here. Join us every single week as we continue to share interviews, step-by-step processes, troubleshoot sleep in your family. We want to help you keep sleep a thing for years to come. Sweet dreams. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh